Hi folks, Chocolate Yoda here, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And today, I want to talk about the song with a little help from my friends. As I've mentioned before, I'm not very clever, so most of my talks are titled with uh, either film titles or song titles, you know. Makes it easy on me. So let's talk about this song and how it applies to life. Back in uh, 1967, the Beatles released the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And one of the songs on that album is With a Little Help from My Friends. Now, I like that version, but I like Joe Cocker's version better. He actually released it the following year, and he changed one word in the beginning. The The opening line is, what would you think if I sang out of tune? But he said, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? And that's kind of an interesting question, because the premise of the song is how his friends help him, how he gets through life. He says, how I get by with a little help from my friends, how I get high with a little help from my friends. I'm going to try with a little help from my friends. And um, it's something that I take very seriously because my friends are everything to me. You know, the, the pecking order is, you know, me, my son and grandchildren, and then my friends, right? And I have amazing friends. Not a lot of them, small handful, right? But getting back to the song, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? That's a powerful question because if you don't have a real friend, that friend isn't going to tell you if you're singing out of tune. But a real friend will stand up and walk out on you and say, hey, man, I'm not listening to this garbage. And of course, they might say it in a more polite way, a more quote-unquote socially acceptable way, but that's what they're going to be trying to communicate to you. Like, hey, man, you're not doing a good job right now. And think about another aspect of this question. He's saying, if I sing out of tune, like, he might not even be aware that he's singing out of tune. And how many times in life have your friends given you feedback of something that you were not even aware of? And to me, that feedback is the most powerful feedback. You can't be the observed and the observer at the same time. So I need my friends. And I tell my friends, you are of no value to me at all if you can't be honest with me. What's the point? What's the point of designating somebody as your friend if they're not going to be honest with you? If they're not going to tell you when you're singing out of tune or any other kind of misstep, you know? You're engaging in self-destructive behavior or self-defeating behavior, and sometimes you're not aware of it. 
You just don't know. But with a little help from your friends, you have an opportunity to take in what they tell you and assess it and then decide that you have to do something about it and then do something about it. And guess what? It makes you a better person. I've been clean and sober for over 35 years. And in 35 years, there's no way that I would have gotten through any of it without help. It was critically important. You have to humble yourself and accept the fact that you need help. I always remember a quote. Uh, it's one, I, I collect quotes. I've been doing it for like 40 years. and. One of the first quotes I ever collected was from Philo of Alexandria, who lived between 20 BC and 50 AD. And he said, Be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a desperate battle. And so it doesn't matter that on the outside people perceive a certain level of either you know, together or wisdom or, you know, just health in general. The, you know, I mean, look at, look at how many, like every year, almost without fail, a very wealthy, famous celebrity commits suicide. Just a few months ago was DJ Twitch, you know, and here's a guy, I didn't know anything about this guy. And then I hear that this dude commits suicide and I look at, at his, at his social media footprint and it's filled with joy and laughter and dancing and fun and love and a beautiful wife and beautiful children and fame and fortune and houses and cars and all this other stuff. But he was fighting a desperate battle that he wound up losing. And chances are, cause I, I'm certain, absolutely certain that the last time he said goodbye to his wife and children. They didn't know it was the last time. This guy was fighting a battle. If, for some reason, there's anybody out there that thinks that they don't need people, I mean, it's, it's literally the opposite. And if you need proof of that, look at what happened when people were told they couldn't have contact with people. During the lockdown for the coronavirus, pill uh, prescriptions for antidepressants went up 34% because isolation is a terrible thing. And, you know, again, and if you don't believe that, then realize that the worst punishment, which is actually a torture that prisons engage in, is not just taking your liberty. It's not just putting you in a cage you can't get out of. It's not just putting you amongst thieves, murderers, and rapists. It's putting you in solitary confinement. And, and by the way, this whole administrative segregation, I don't care. You know, I, I always think about what Juliet said on the balcony, that which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So just because your language tries to obscure the truth of a situation, it doesn't change the situation. It's still solitary confinement, and it's still a fucking torture. So yeah, with a little help from my friends, back in uh, 2012, I had brain surgery. And it was uh, the kind of brain surgery that was life-saving because the doctors told me that my brain tumor was killing me. And when I got the news from the doctor, 
on my ride to the hospital because I literally went from the doctor's office directly to emergency because that's what he told me to do. And um, my mother was driving and I was able to compose an email to my second ex-wife because I was convinced that I was going to die just because that was my mindset in that moment. Even though I didn't tell her that, I was like, hey, well, if I do, I just want you to know a couple of things. And I sent that email off to her. And we had been divorced at that point for two years. And she was on a plane and by my side the next day and stayed in Tampa with me and my mother and helped out tremendously. And uh, now it's 2023 and she and I are amazing friends, and it's because of the kind of support that she gave me in my greatest moment of need, you know, and that's what my friends have always done for me, you know, and again, I don't have a lot of friends. It's a, it's a small handful, and that's fine with me. This is a quality over quantity kind of situation. My friends helped me in every possible way that you can imagine. They've helped me financially. They've helped me, more often than not, with emotional support. They've helped me with kindness, with love. And even though at 59, I'm the brokest I've ever been, I feel like the richest man in the world because of my friends, because of the amazing people that they are and the amazing ways that they take care of me. You know, right before I came on to talk here, I was on the phone with my best friend, my consigliere, and just working stuff out with him, just just talking about what was on my mind and listening intently to the feedback he gave me because I know that his feedback is honest, it's real, and he's never going to pull any punches. If he hears me saying anything that's off, he will tell me, hey man, you're singing out of tune right now, brother. And then I have to take that and, and work on it. So, with a little help from my friends, man, my life has been a masterpiece. And uh, hopefully that is food for thought for you. That's it for now. Peace, love, and granola. Talk to you soon.